Blog Talk Radio. The Four Persons, Inc. is a federally registered and licensed 501c3 charity. Any use of any of our content without our permission is prohibited by law. Our purpose is evangelization, education, and social action. Please go to our website at thefourpersons.com or our blog site at thefourpersons.net to make your tax-deductible donation by credit or debit card. You can also send a check to The Four Persons, Inc., P.O. Box 11214, Manassas, Virginia, 20113. To contact us, send us an email at email at thefourpersons.com. Listening to the Four Persons Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are your enthusiastic and faithful Catholic apostolate. For more information about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number Again, it's 515-602-9655.
Thursday night and taking it to the streets with Terry Delp. We do something a little bit different tonight in the way that we start this show because I'm going to start off with a little bit of a rant because I feel like I got to say this. You know, we look at the history of the church. We look at our nation's history. We look at world history. And we see some extraordinary people. In my lifetime, I've seen a few. John Paul II was an extraordinary human being. Mother Teresa, uh, an extraordinary human being. Ronald Reagan was an extraordinary human being. But I've also seen extraordinary people in my life that you wouldn't recognize the names of. Because in my view, there are two kinds of extraordinary people. There are people who do extraordinary things under normal circumstances. And then there are people who do normal things under extraordinarily difficult circumstances. And I've known quite a few of those. I've known quite a few people in my life where just surviving is a heroic act when you look at what they have been through and what they have been up against. And some of these people thrive, and you look at them and say, how are you even standing thriving? Well, I'll tell you how they're doing it, by grace, by God's supernatural grace. They're not doing it under their own strength. I will guarantee you that. The reason why I wanted to open with this little monologue is because I hear the question often repeated, why does God allow the innocent to suffer? Why does God allow suffering into the world? God is not the author of evil, but sometimes God will permit evil to happen. And I believe one of the reasons why, and our church believes one of the reasons why, is to see what it brings out in the character of people. We all imagine ourselves as becoming saints. We all imagine ourselves as becoming heroic people. But we want to become heroes of our own drama, heroes of our own movie that we create in our own image. Sometimes God doesn't have it drawn up that way. Sometimes the heroism that we're called upon is in the spur of the moment. When it's something that conflicts with the plans that we've made, when it's the last thing that we want to do. Getting up in the middle of the night to go out in a driving rainstorm because somebody that you love, their car is broken down. Caring for a sick child in the middle of the night, not getting any sleep when you know you have to go to work the next day. These are the kinds of heroic acts. Plan for. We don't necessarily expect 
and we confront them as they come, and that is the measure of what we are. It is the measure of that heroism within us. And the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because Terry Delp is a person who travels all over the country. His job requires him to travel all over the country. And he traveled into a place where, unfortunately, there was an approaching hurricane. And I remember this happened to me in 1989. My wife went into labor when Hurricane Hugo was moving up the East Coast, a Category 4 hurricane. And I remember spending that night walking back and forth between the birthing room and the waiting room where the weather channel was on, thinking that at the moment that she gave birth to this child, we were going to die in a Category 4 hurricane. Um, sometimes life just deals you a hand like that. Well, Terry was dealt a hand like that. He had to travel to this area where there's an approaching storm. And prudence would have dictated that he evacuate, but he didn't. He decided to stay behind because he thought there might be some people in need. And I want you all to reflect on this. I want you all to reflect on our chances to show who we are and what we are as Christians not always, they're not often going to be situations that we can plan out as script. It's going to be taking life as it comes to us and reacting to it. And with that, Terry, how you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good, brother. Um, pretty good. Um, I wanted, I wanted to start off uh, because you know a lot. Er, er, most of the folks that listen in, they know. You know Terry, the uh, the person who loves Jesus Christ. Uh, you know Terry, the faithful Catholic. Uh, very few know me from 20 years ago. Um, I, I was a uh, you know uh, a hardened criminal, a convict. You know, and uh, and like you said, chances happen, which is what had me thinking while the the storm was on its way was. I was at a motel and I was told that this project was going to be like 90 days and I'm diabetic. I like to cook my own food. Right. And a hotel didn't have no, I mean, I barely had room in that, in, in that hotel room to do push ups, you know? So, um, I called my boss and, um, uh, they told me I could, uh, rent a, a, a house or an apartment through Airbnb. So I found a nice little spot through Airbnb and uh, I went on there and, and, you know, had my credit card and everything. And Airbnb said I couldn't participate on the platform because I have a felony conviction. Now, remember, my felony conviction is like 1991. I go to military bases all over the United States. You know, one of our, our, our most prominent client is the Air Force. And uh, so... I didn't think much of it then. I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And uh, so 
I went through another platform, uh, VRBO, and I got this little spot, and um, I got situated, and, and I seen that there was a storm coming, and I was like, okay, well, I just put, I just leave my stuff here, and I can just drive up to like Chattanooga, Tennessee, or something, and get a motel for for the night while the storm hits. But then I realized. Uh, Talking to the the lady that owns this place, everybody up and down the street are are elderly folk. There's uh, two people on the street that are actually uh, handicapped. And so um, my wife, of course, was telling me to leave um, and get out of there. And... uh, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, man, there was some weird circumstances that landed me here. And uh, and now I'm, I'm, I realize that, you know, there's people that aren't going to be able to to help them. So I'm, 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 not a, I'm not a young guy no more. I'm 50, but I'm young in comparison to these, uh, the people that live up and down the street. And uh, the day before... The uh, storm hit it hit yesterday, so um, the day before yesterday, I uh, I went to mass and um, and I and I prayed about it. And uh, by the time I got out of mass, I was I was convinced uh, God put me here. I came back from church. I walked up and down the street, gave everybody my business card. And told him, hey, look, if if things get hectic and you need help, give me a call, you know. Um, and I wanted to come on tonight um, because to to <clears throat> to show the change when when you when you submit your will to God, when you when you begin to to love and adore Jesus Christ. Um, you, it ain't just your actions that change. You actually become a a different person. Uh, the Bible says, "Old things are passed away; behold, all things become new." Um, I command. I was, you know, I uh, I was a little scared. I didn't want to stay. You know, I mean, there's a storm coming. I have the means and the ability to just leave and come back after the storm's over with. Uh, but I decided to stay amidst the, uh, the the danger that could possibly happen to me. And And let's be clear. I want to be very clear about what we need to understand here. Now, obviously... The storm, the danger did not materialize to the maximum level that it could have. Right. Um, because you're here on the show. <laughs> right, but right, right. Let, let's, let's be honest about what we're talking about here in the Category 4 hurricane. And I know because we lived through it. And when this first happened to us in 1989, it looked like, Hurricane Hugo was going to make a direct hit on us, and it ended up, thank God, tracking westward and missing us, or substantially missing us. 
but a direct hit from a Category 4 hurricane, you're talking about sustained winds of uh, 125, 135 miles an hour. You're talking about storm surge of 10 feet, 15 feet of water. You're talking about no survivability. You get hit directly with something like that, it's over. You're not going to survive. There is no evacuation. There is no survival. There is no way for rescue personnel to get to you. A whole range of, of scenarios down from that, down to, you know, anything that all the way down to, you know, just a little bit of rain and a little bit of uh, limbs down, but you could run the gamut all the way up and down that situation. Uh, and yet you decided that the reward was greater than risk. The reward was greater than the risk. And um, so let, let's, just, let's just say that this storm had made, because it, it, the impact that it, it had on you, it sounds like, was on the very lower end of the possibility. But let's just yeah, say... By the time it got to me, it was a it was a category one. Uh, okay. It was still scary, but uh, yeah. By well, the time category got one hurricane is category one hurricane yeah. is no joke. We're talking about seventy five yeah. mile an hour winds. You know, we're we're talking uh, hurricane uh, Agnes hit Northern Virginia in nineteen seventy two. It was a category one. It horrendous damage. The entire city of right, Alpha right. Virginia was underwater. Um. So a Category 1 hurricane was no joke, but you could have fled to Tennessee, and let's say the storm made landfall a little bit worse as a Category 2, massive flooding, people trapped in their homes, elderly people. Those people had no advocates. Those people had no help. So well, that's the possibility... When I go to church, that's one of my prayers. Every time after I receive the most blessed sacrament, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray. my prayer is, I, I, I say, Lord, allow your light to shine through me onto everybody that I meet, you know? And um, and so that, that, that was one of the things influencing my decision, right, was like... Um, We've got to be Jesus to everyone that we're around. Jesus, Jesus was scared at the garden when he when he prayed. There, he he was so fearful that the 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 sweat became like drops of blood. You know, he was scared, but he didn't he didn't say, you know what, uh, Father, let's figure out another way to do this. I, I don't want to do it like that. You know. Now he he went he he willingly went to the cross right, and um, if we are going to be like Jesus to everyone we meet, of course that means you know doing our best to to put on a positive attitude and make people smile and 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 sharing the word with them in in the, in that softball manner that you know I like to do everywhere I'm at, but sometimes that means uh facing danger for them you know sometimes that means showing them 
what it really means to be a Christian, to be a follower of Christ. And sometimes that means uh, facing danger. Um, I forget the name of the 14-year-old kid who, uh, during the Me- Mexican Revolution, he made the, the saying, uh, 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 Viva, Viva Cristo Rey. He, he made Miguel, that saying famous. Miguel Pro. Yeah, 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 him. You know, sometimes you've got to uh, face face the firing squad and just shout, you know, long live Christ the King, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what influenced my decision. That and um, I forget who says it, but it's 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 been a, a slogan that's been on my mind for, for, for a while now, and that is good men do good things. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of what influenced my decision. Yeah, I, I was scared during the hurricane. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, try to try to front. I was uh, man, some some limbs hit the back door, and it sounded. I mean, yeah, I was I was scared, man. But uh, but I was here to help. Um, and I prayed, and the actually the the worst part of the storm should have hit us. But actually, the worst part went north. And I'm when I say went north, I'm talking like four or five miles north. I'm, I don't mean like it went to, you know, another state or nothing. No, it went a little north of us. And, uh, you know, so everybody was okay. I went out um, after the storm and asked and made sure everybody, everybody was all right. Um I went down to the church this morning to see if any trees had fell. Um, I had the contractor had had promised me uh, that if I needed any help, he would send heavy equipment over here to help clear clear stuff out. Um, but for the most part, it the bad part of it uh, did miss us. But yeah, I went into it knowing that it could get bad, and I went into it knowing it could get bad. Because mm-hmm. um, even people who aren't Christian, you know, even people who are still living in, in habitual sin, these are still God's creation. God and, still and, loves them. And folks, Terry just brought up a good point. We have two callers that we'll, we'll bring on in just a minute. But um, you brought up a good point, Uh Make sure you're right with God. Uh, Jesus said, you know when, uh, what hour uh, the master comes. Uh, and a lot of people planning to reach out for God in the 11th hour died die at 1030. Uh, and, you know, this is the kind of situation that can spring up in your life that if you're not vigilant, um, you, you can be in a bad way real quick. Uh, Terry, we got two eight one area code. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure that's Mrs. Delp, uh, and we got eight three two area code. Which one do you want me to bring on? Um, I'm pretty sure they're both uh, just listening in, but uh, if either one of them want to speak, it's fine. Well, let me let let's just check real quick. Eight thirty two. How you doing? Eric code eight thirty two. Or do you have anything to say, or are you just listening? Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah, is this Eric code eight thirty two? 
Yeah, that's, that's you, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, I was just calling to listen in. I, I just okay. jumped in, so I don't know what's going on. Okay, well, we're just talking about the hurricane, the after effects of Hurricane Adalia. Uh, but I'll go ahead and put you back on mute if you just want to listen, and uh, we, we thank you for uh, tuning in. Absolutely, thanks. Yeah, so that that was that, um, my my thing is that like every every human being is a creation of God, you right? And and God loves them, you know what I'm saying? God wants them to come to him. And, uh, you know, I'd hate to see somebody, you know, die because, you know, they're not physically capable of um, getting out of a bad situation. And if in my helping them physically, I'm able to share with them, uh, you know, the the redemption power of Jesus Christ, well, then that's, that's all all the more the better, you know, because that was the whole reason that um, that I stayed behind is because, uh, yeah, I want to help them physically, but more importantly, I want I want that opportunity to be able to um, help to save their souls, you know. Yeah, I understand. So you're going to be in Georgia for some time now. Yeah, I'm probably going to be here till. Uh, the either the last week of October or the first week of November. Mhm. What part of Georgia are you in? Waycross, Georgia. It's uh, um, it's about an hour from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Terry, you travel all over the country. Is there any any areas that really stick out in your mind, really notable areas that uh, the people have really impacted you? Um, well, you know, again, this goes back to the 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 change that that um, has happened inside of me, and that is that now. Everywhere I go, I make friends. Everywhere I go, it, it don't matter. The only, there's a few exceptions. Uh, in Chicago, uh, I had a hard time making friends in Chicago. Uh, but other than Chicago, everywhere I've been, I, you know, I make friends, you know. Mm-hmm. What was it about Chicago that made it difficult? Uh <laughs> <clears throat> I only went to the hotel and to the job site. I didn't go nowhere else. Okay. Uh, we were in a really bad spot in uh, Chicago, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to take the risk of being out uh, when the sun goes down. So mm-hmm. I go to the job site, get done with the job, and go back to the motel. And I did, you know, of course in the, the motel and stuff and uh, at some of the restaurants, I'm always able to, uh, you know, tell people about Jesus and, and kind of give a little bit of my testimony. But uh, I wasn't going out onto the town trying to meet people, you know. Right. But see, Terry, see, Jesus is not a part of your life. Jesus is your whole life. I mean, and, and you just... I can see that you're different than a lot of people 
you know, some people have the have the Jesus compartment over here, and then they have the you know the the job compartment over here, and then the entertainment compartment over here, and and uh, you know Jesus has his own time and place. You know, I've heard people say that, uh, but uh, I I don't buy that, and I, and I know you don't either. Uh, the time and place where Jesus is every time and every place. And you kind of start with Jesus as your core and build everything around that. I could see you you build everything from the inside out, not from the outside in, right? Well, yeah, and, and uh, that's, that's what this show is about, taking it to the streets. And that don't just mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a street preacher or nothing like that. But what I mean is everywhere you go, Everybody should know. Uh, if, in other words, like if 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 somebody was to say, "Hey, you know that guy Terry," I, I don't want him to say, uh, "You know, oh, you talking about the guy who's about five foot eight, about two thirteen, he's got a tattoo on his arm." Uh, I want the first thing to come out of their mouth would be like, "Oh yeah, you mean that Christian guy? Oh, you talking about that Catholic guy that's always praying, praying the rosary? Yeah, I know him. You know what I'm saying?" Um, I, I want everybody to know who I am because G- Jesus Christ completely revamped my life. Like, and so He is who I am. I don't know if that if that conveys well. Uh, when, at least when it was in my head, it did. But Jesus well, Christ is who I am. You know what I'm saying? It's more it's like, more than a rhetorical thing. I know a lot of people say, you know, uh, you know, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and he's my own. It's a rhetorical thing. But it's not real to a lot of people. But when it says Jesus came in and he transformed me, and the, and the old person, I died to the old person, and, and the new person, and all that, they say all that. But, Terry, I can hear in your testimony, if you walked up to that person that you were 20 years ago, you walked up to that person met him on the street, you wouldn't recognize him. That person don't exist anymore. It's, it, 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 I know it must be hard for you to even imagine, because I know I deal with the same thing. I've gone through trials and turmoils in my life and changes in my life, and, I, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I, I've got family problems and, and, and everything like that, and, and my, my family don't, you know, like my younger brother, i give you a perfect example. My younger brother, he's all hung up about stuff that happened 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And I try to explain to him, okay, <laughs> we're not talking the same language. You're the same person you were 40 years ago. I'm not. I'm not that person anymore. That person doesn't exist in my mind. Uh, and it's real. It's what we. It's a real thing. People need to understand this. It's a real change. You participate in the divine life of Christ. You participate in the grace of Christ. The old person dies. It's it's not a it's not a changing of roles like actors changing one role to another. No, it's a different person. You have become a person today that you were incapable of becoming 20 years ago. Because if you try to become that person by your own effort, you'll fail every time. And yet, oh, yeah, true. And yet with God's true grace, that. with God's grace, 
the the idea that you would become the Terry Depp would become the Terry Depp of 20 years ago uh, is as unthinkable as you turn it into a Martian, right? Right, right. Well, this, yeah. The the thing is, um, for for one thing, Jesus said in his own words, he said, "If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven." So anybody who tries, like you were saying, compartmentalize their Christianity. Uh, they need to think on that scripture, like they need to meditate on that scripture a lot, you know. But for for me, is and it's in whatever I'm doing, you know, like if if I'm at a party and we're barbecuing and um, talking politics or whatever, having a few beers, I'm still talking about Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, man. If we're in a pool having fun, I'm 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 still gonna find a way to pull the conversation back mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. Now with some people, you know, it 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 don't work. It don't, I mean, I still do it and mm-hmm. they they'll shut it down and then, you know, we'll we'll chit chat a little bit more, have a couple more beers and then I'll do it again, you know. Um right. I'm 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 dropping seeds like I said in the last show because you, you you drop a seed, somebody else waters, somebody else harvests. You know, you you don't never get to see yeah. hardly ever. You don't hardly. It, ever it's the same. This. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with my family, Terry, and 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 they, you know they're constantly giving me this. Well, you know, you need to upset accept our point of view. You need to accept us where we are. No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> I do not yeah. need to accept yeah. it. Okay. I loved you too much to accept where you're at, okay? Because I know where you're at leads to destruction. I can't accept that, all right? I would rather you be angry at me. I would rather you be disgruntled at me rather than me tell you that I accept where you're at. You know why I don't accept where you're at? Because I know you're capable of better. I know you're capable of better than where you're at. And, you know, people... People ask me what the biggest mistake I made in the past in my walk with God was. I said, well, biggest mistake I made was that Jesus Christ was the most important thing in my life. They said, wait a minute. You said Jesus Christ was the most important thing in your life, and that was a mistake? Yes, that was a mistake. Because Jesus Christ can't be the most important thing in my life. He has to be my whole life. And this yeah, apostolate yeah, yeah. is based on the four persons that we shall love the Lord our God with. Say after me, your whole heart, your yeah. whole mind, whole, your whole yeah. soul, whole, and your whole strength. And your whole strength, yeah. You can't be half in on any of them. It's whole mind, whole heart, whole soul, whole strength. He wants 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. You better not be giving him 75 or 50. Because if you're giving him 75 or 50, you're mailing it in. Now, does that mean you're not going to stumble? Does that mean you're not going to fall? Terry, I stumble and fall every single day. <laughs> every single day, I don't measure up to what I want to be. All right? But you know Lou Holtz, the old coach in Notre Dame, the national championship coach in Notre Dame from the 1980s? 
one of my favorite expressions from him. People ask me how I'm doing. I say, well, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I need to be. But thank God I ain't where I used to be. And that's oh. my motto. That's my motto in life, man. It's my motto. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And 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 again, like I said, um, good men do good things, right? So um, there was. I I, I needed I needed to stay behind in case these folks need help. You know, good men do good things, right? And I like, now I like to consider, I used to take pride in being a bad man, you know? I used to take pride in it, you know? But now I, I glory in, in doing good things. Uh, and, and you know, that's, that's, that's just what good men do. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying about, I mean, there's so much insanity going on in the world today, uh, and if you know the uh, all of the letters of the alphabet and the uh, people trying yeah. to mutilate their body, and uh, I, 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 there's no way to hold an intelligent conversation with somebody who is that mentally deranged, right? Mm-hmm. But if I can pray for the person, or if I can somehow show that person through my actions that God can make you a better person, mm-hmm. then that's what I'm going to do. And if, if you know, those those are extremities, you know, yeah, like, because you, like I said, you, know you can't, you can't, can't really hold a reasonable you know conversation. With, you know what's true nine times out of ten? What's true nine times out of ten with those people? You can't reach them on an intellectual level. The reason you can't well, reach them on an intellectual yeah. well, not only are they mentally deranged, but they're damaged. Ninety percent of the time they're damaged. They've been traumatized in their life in some way. They came from a broken family. They're lashing out at society. And you can't meet that hate with hate. You can't do it. You can't meet right, that hate right. with hate. And that's, that's, you can that's only... another big thing too, is like when 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 I, when you're ministering, man, it's, it's got to be it's got to be out of love, right? So mm-hmm. um, there, there's there's no way to do it from an antagonistic point of view. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I will call out sin, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 people will say, well. Uh, don't the Bible say not to judge? No, the Bible don't say not to judge. I don't know where you got that from. We got Bible a whole says judge list of things. Yeah, we got a whole list of things that have already been judged. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I'm just repeating that list of things. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and, I can't and, uh, judge your heart. I can't judge your heart, and I can't judge your final destination. That's what. That's for God to judge. But you bet I'm going to judge your actions. You better believe I'm going to judge your actions and I'm going to call sin what it is. Right? Right. You know, I, I heard a story years ago. I heard a story years ago about a, a woman who was a prostitute. And a Christian walked up to her and said, how much do you cost? How, 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 much, how much would it cost? And the woman said, 
$100. The man said, no, 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 that's not enough. And she said, okay, $200. He said, no, 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 that's not enough. You're worth more than that. And she said, oh, really? Okay, $500. He said, no, 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 you're worth more than that. And uh, and, and so, so finally she says, okay, mister, what's your game? What, 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 what do you... What are you What are you trying to prove here? He says, "Is it you know your problem is that you don't understand how much you're worth. You don't understand how much you're worth. You're worth so much that the Son of God came here and suffered and died to redeem you. And all you have to do is accept Him and follow Him, and He will free you from this life of slavery that you're in." Your problem is not that you don't know, that, that you think you're worth too much. No, your problem is that you think you're worth not enough. You don't value your real, and, 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 and it is true. These, person, these people are selling out what they really want for what they think they want right now. And the devil is only too happy to move in and, and take over. And to try to fill up with lust or greed or anger or revenge or avarice or power or any of these drugs, alcohol, sex, anything, any of these addictions that the devil deals out, he'll deal out because the person doesn't understand what they're truly worth. All right? And... A Catholic understands, under my own effort, I ain't worth much. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard even my own mother, Terry, I've heard even my own mother say, my own mother told me, well, you know, sometimes I feel so unworthy. I, I feel so unworthy. I said, well, good. You should. You're unworthy. All of us are unworthy. I said, but, Mom, I got good news for you. It's not about how worthy you are. It's about who he is. That's what it's about. And, Terry, my, my worth is not my worthiness. My worth is not anything that I've accomplished or anything I've gained or anything that I've done. My worthiness is in the fact that I am his child. I am his son. I am in, made in his image and likeness. And he promised me that if I believe in, trust in, lean on him, the Greek word pisteos, to believe in, to trust in, to lean on, he promised me that if I believe in, trust in, and lean on him, he will save me. He will redeem me. And once you have that joy inside of you, the joy of that good news inside of you, you have to share it with everyone that you can share it with, right? Terry, you there? Yeah, yeah, there we Terry? go. All right, I was on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I so, got you now. The, 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 um, well, you're right, but I do want to point out that when you when you follow Christ, Actions need to follow. Now, of course, uh, yeah. And I, 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 
I'm not saying that for you. I'm saying that for because man, there's 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 way too many Christians who, you know, like like you know, they they use the same almost the same words that you just used. Like I'm not worthy, this and that. I just trust mm-hmm. in Christ. And 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 that's all fine and good. But then they they leave it there, right? And uh, your 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 actions have got to prove what's inside your what's that, inside that's your why heart, I made, right? That's why I made the distinction. Okay, there's two words in the Bible that talk about faith, that talk about belief. One of them is ascribed to the demons. James says even the demons believe and they tremble. Yeah. Right? That's the Greek word pistis. Pistis, which means to believe, to give a verbal and intellectual assent to faith. Well, even the demons do that. Even the demons called out, who, uh, where have you, why have you come, son of David? Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? The demons knew who he was. There, make no mistake, the demons knew who he was, but their will did not follow. The word pasteos, which says, he who believes in Christ will be saved. That's the Greek word pasteos. And the Greek word pasteos is a word that denotes action. It's a word that denotes to believe in, to trust in, to lean on. In other words, to give one's life to. So right, it's this right, whole right. idea of Christ being Lord and Savior. Right? Some people want him to be Savior only. No, 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 no. It's yeah. a two-for-one deal. He's got to be Lord. Right, right. And 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 that. So like, when uh, what Paul says in Scripture is, uh, you know, on on the day of judgment, your works will be judged. All of your actions, all of your deeds, right? And he's talking to Christians. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not talking to. Uh, unbelievers. He's talking to the the Corinthian church. He said all of your deeds are going to be judged. He said, and, f- and for some of them, you will receive a crown. But if your works are built on, you know, uh, precious stones and gold and this and that, if if your works don't measure up, they will be burnt. You yourself will be saved. But you'll receive no reward reward for those deeds. And what he means is the deeds that you do for yourself, you know, uh, for selfish or monetary gain, right? Those, those deeds will, will perish. But the deeds that you do for Jesus Christ, the deeds you do for God, the things that you do just because it's the right thing to do, Mm-hmm. Those deeds are going. You're going to receive a reward, you know. And I don't know what can be more rewarding than heaven, but that is what the scripture says. <laughs> well, the issue is this. You know, uh, uh, some people say that it's faith alone that's what saves us. Well, Paul said there's three virtues: faith, hope, and love. And Paul yeah. didn't say that. Paul didn't say faith was the greatest of the three. What did he say was the greatest of the three? Love. love is the greatest of the three. All right? And the Bible tells us that love will cover a multitude of sins. Carrie, you mm. and I are not going to get it right 100% of the time. Sorry. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. 
We're going to miss fire yeah, sometimes. I, I, mean, I, I get it right like 99.99, but, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest. I think I get it right probably about 49% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but, um, I'm just joking. Yeah, I know. But we're going to miss fire. But God judges yeah. the heart. God judges the heart. Where is your heart? Because Jesus is where a man's heart is. That's where his treasure is. Well, Jesus Christ is my treasure. He's my treasure. And if I know that I'm giving him my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole soul, and my whole strength, I believe, as Paul says, he will complete the work that he started in me. As long as I'm giving him my all, I'm giving him my my sincere effort. Don't delude yourself. And think you can nail it in because you can't. But if you're giving your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul, and your whole strength, he will complete the work that he started in you. Amen? Amen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and uh, and that's what we're all striving for. I mean, and as Catholics, we get the extra benefit of being able to see a miracle physically manifested every mass, you know, and, and, and I feel, sometimes I feel so sad because like so, so many of my brothers and sisters don't, don't realize how great, uh, how great it is when, when, when the bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Jesus Christ, you know, they don't, they don't click in their head. And it's even the ones that were raised Catholic and I, and I, I have a hard time understanding that, you know, yeah, it, it is. Well, I mean, and 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 that is that is the greatest of the miracles, but it's not the only one. I, I think about this: God gave to a man and a woman the power to create an immortal soul. Right, God gave yeah. to a man and woman the the power to create a being that will live forever. Now, why God gave that kind of awesome power to a fool like me is <laughs> hard for me to comprehend. Um, yeah. You know, and I hear people, uh, nothing makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck when I hear people say, well, you know, I, uh, I just want what I deserve. I just want what I, listen, <laughs> you don't know you what you're saying. You don't know what you're saying, because if, if you get what you deserve, the earth will open up underneath of you, and you'll fall headlong into hell. Far be it for me to ever, ever get what I deserve. Lord, please keep it far from me to ever get what I deserve. Uh, you know, I I, I rely on uh, I rely on God's mercy, uh, hoping to uh, you know uh, allay His justice with His mercy. But there are people, like you said, that are sleepwalking. They're sleepwalking. They don't have the reverence for the body and blood and soul of, of uh, Christ. They don't have the reverence for the sacrament of confession. Um, Terry, we live in a we live in a lost and dark world. I mean, there's just no other way to there's no way to whitewash it. Uh, so you know what you did with this, what you did in this situation with this storm. Terry is, is one small candle in the darkness. You, you show them, because you said to those people, you know what? You have value. 
You have intrinsic value. I put it on the line for you, even though I don't know who you are. I put it on the line for you because I recognize that you have dignity because you were made in the image and likeness of Christ. And those are the kind of things that plant seeds, like you said. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah, and that's the main thing. Like, you know, even though I mean, and I'm I'm so thankful because, uh, you know, I was praying that we didn't get hit too hard, and we didn't. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, but I'm 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 hoping that uh, just me showing up at the doorstep and giving them my business cards and 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 letting them know that a complete stranger has said that, you know, and, and a white guy at that, because it's, it, you know, I'm like the only white person out there, you know, um, mm-hmm. is 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 knocking on the door and saying, hey, if y'all need any help, call, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, hopefully that'll get them to thinking and, and uh, you know, get them to thinking that, that uh, you know, about God, you know, to, to, to think that um, there are people who are, uh, are, are are moved enough to go out and risk their own selves in order to help, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's like you said, when you look at what the when, when you look at what the martyrs did, <laughs> it's 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 it, it seems like a great sacrifice until you look at what they faced. I mean these were these were, you know, sometimes thirteen and fourteen year old kids. Some of these mothers like Saint Cecilia, Saint Philomena, they were thirteen years old, and 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 flayed to death, and beheaded, and shot with arrows, and burned it, burned, and 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 you know, oh, brought greatest, before the lions, you know. The great, so you know, and we're talking kind of about you know courage at the same time, right? And uh, don't get me wrong, because my buddy's listening in. And I don't, you know, I don't want to front. Uh, I was, I was, I was very uh, scared during the storm. Okay, um, but we talk about courage, and that's that's the uh, ability to have the fear and still face it and overcome it. And when you think about the saints, you think about the greatest saint, uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. I mean, just think about it, what she she had to have been thinking, you know. The, the 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 angel Gabriel tells her you're going to behold you're going you're going to have the son of God, and you know I mean I wasn't there and, and what I'm saying is not scriptural but you got to think like you know 14 year old girl she's got to she knows Jewish tradition she knows that uh if you know if she mm-hmm. has a child out of wedlock that she could be stoned to death. You know, right. and still, she says, I, "I behold the handmaid. I'm, I'm your handmaid. Whatever the Lord says, let it be done." You know. Not, not only is she facing being stoned for adultery, but her only defense in front of the Sanhedrin is, "Okay, here's the deal. I'm pregnant, but I'm still a virgin, and I'm carrying God." <laughs> That's. That's her defense in front of the Sanhedrin. I, I don't imagine right, that would have right, paid right, very right. well. <laughs> right. So, right. so you know, and that's just, the courage you know, and faith that she showed was mind-boggling. 
Yeah, that took a lot of courage, man. That took a lot of courage. And uh and I think that's what we need today is is uh you know, more courage, you know what I'm saying? More uh willingness to to face uh scary situations in order to proclaim the kingdom of God because Whenever the priest elevates the host after consecration, you know I I know it's it's not it's not traditional. It's not what uh, Catholics do. But what I do when he elevates that host, I beat my chest and I bow my head and I say, "My Lord, my God, my Messiah, my King." You know, the like you said, he's everything and. If I believe that he's the son of God, then I believe that if I get killed in a storm or if if uh I get, you know, murdered by somebody who uh just hates what I'm saying, I mm-hmm. I believe that I'm going to hear well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me show you the mansion that I got made up for you. You know what I'm saying? So the devil has lost his sting. Oh, <laughs> oh death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? You know right. what I'm saying? For the, sting of, for the sting of death is sin. And that's why I go to confession quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if I live, I, I'm going to torment the devil. And if I die, I'm going to torment him that much more because I'm going to become a saint. So uh, he, ain't gonna win. he ain't going to win in this situation. Terry, we're down to the last uh, 30 seconds here. Why don't you end us in a closing prayer? I will. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Save us from the fires of hell and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I love you, brother, and it's an honor to call you my friend. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Wow, thanks, bro. I appreciate that, man. God bless you. And next week, we'll do the same thing all over again, right? Sounds good. God bless you. Have a great weekend, man. All right. God bless. Bye-bye.